Hello, I'm Nicole Di Paolo. I'm the founder of the Women Leaders for Planetary Health, a social enterprise based in Berlin. So I'm speaking from Germany, even though I'm from Brazil. And I'm here to explain uh, how my work is connected uh, to climate change. But before we go there, I think it's important to, I wanted to present to you the notion of planetary health, which is really where I concentrate on my work these days. And what I find fascinating about planetary health that is only not only a scientific field that is um, fast growing, but also social movement. And this term gained a lot of um, strength when the Rockefeller Foundation Lancet Commission launched uh, a report that was named Safeguarding Human Health in the Anthropocene Epoch. And in simple terms, they defined uh, planetary health as the health of human civilization and the state of the natural systems on which it depends. Um, the core idea here is that we cannot have uh, healthy people in a sick planet. So really, our health is intrinsically connected to healthy ecosystems. So when you say why COP26 is important to our work is that it's, of course, climate change is one of the greatest threats to public health. We have rising temperatures, rising sea levels, and extreme weather events. They're all posing great risks to human well-being. Um, for example, including injuries, fatalities, mental health impacts, forced migrations. Um, but what I would like to emphasize, what we're living is not only a climate crisis, but really a planetary emergency. We have the problem of increasing pollution, Uh, accumulation of toxins um, that could really this um, endocrine disrupting chemicals in our bodies. Uh, so all this um, um, kind of a polluted environment that we are living on, of course, air pollution is the most symbolic example, uh, is really uh, risks now to jeopardize all the gains that we have in public health uh, in the last decades. That's why it's so important that once we uh, connect the climate crisis with the climate health crisis. And this could not be more important um, to have these connections in, in times when you are now, uh, everybody's trying to figure it out, how do we promote a green recovery uh, to emerge from this uh, pandemic that we are all uh, suffering. But if women's voices were equally represented at COP26, what difference it would make? Well, for me, there are many differences. And, and I think the, the problem is that the crisis Uh, that we are uh, talking about, they impact women and men differently. Uh, this is especially true if we consider the characteristics such as age, race, ethnicity, socioeconomic status, uh, and, and geography. So uh, women displaced by disaster, they're often exposed to distinct threats, for example, uh, such as sexual and gender-based violence, exploitation, trafficking, um, limited access to health care is really also freaking conditions in crisis. Um, but they can disproportionately impede women's access to life-saving health services, like a reproductive and mental health services. So in cases of displacement, we see how women's adaptive capacities are often affected by sociocultural norms and restricted livelihood options, lack of access to formalized safety nets. And they also have fewer possibilities to benefit from technologies and information. So the idea that technology will save us from all this is not true when you consider these inequalities in our societies. 
But I don't like to talk about women as all the victims of all this planetary emergency. And then I think what we're trying to do here is to show that by empowering and actually uh, promoting gender equality, it's a win-win situation. And research is there to prove that there are so many positive contributions that women make when they are in leadership positions. Uh, in renewable sector energy, for example, there is the effect of the female director effect that has been observed in the US. Uh, sh uh, studies were showing that the interaction of gender diversity and renewable energy increases firm value, for example. And women are also positive change uh, in, in climate-smart agriculture, for example. Um, so there are so many examples that only by empowering women, we would be accelerating our uh, actions of sustainability effectiveness uh, uh, and actually bringing more resources to the whole economy, which is um, uh, really, I think, we need to think about um, gender empowerment as uh, a way to of shared prosperity. Uh, and as they say, um, if they don't give you a seat at the table, you bring your own chair. So I'm really pleased to have this conversation with you all. And I think we can all uh, agree that more women leaders can really be uh, a safe uh, bet to a green recovery in the post-COVID world.